I'm Emily Swinford, and with some help from my friend, Todd Studer at Todd Studer Productions, you are listening to Emily Sells Iowa, the podcast. Join me, my colleagues, clients, and friends as we discuss real-life real estate. Please note that the opinions and content of this podcast are my own and not necessarily the opinions of Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate, any realtor associations, or any other persons or entities. If your property is listed with a real estate broker, please know that it is not our intention to solicit the offerings of other real estate brokers. If you're interested in buying or selling properties, what is happening in your community, or what's new in the real estate world, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to this episode of Emily Sells Iowa. I'm Todd Studer, joined by Emily Swinford, Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate with offices in Glenwood and Council Bluffs, Iowa. Emily, you are just so busy, you weren't even able to make it into the studio today. I know we're doing this uh, recording uh, through the computer remotely, so that's a new experience, but I think it will go over just fine. It's a little different when you're not sitting across from each other <laughs> and you're talking. It's more like a phone call, but it's on the computer. It just all sounds different. Yeah. And you know what? It has been super busy. So I know I had talked to you a lot about our kind of annual, what we call our quote unquote pie party. And so we held that the Tuesday before Thanksgiving and uh, gave away over 100 pies. Uh, Heather Doncheski, a realtor on my team who, who you've met, uh, she joined me and her and her past clients and referral partners. And it was a really, really good time. We closed down Perea Cocktail Lounge in Glenwood and just showed some love to the people that have uh, shown us love this past year. And it was really a fun time. You closed it down. <laughs> we did not at 2 a.m. They stayed open a little later. Actually, I don't think they're open on Tuesdays. So they they opened for us, but uh, we, <laughs> we had a good time. We'll just put it that way. It's always a good time. And, and it's a wonderful thing that you guys do to give back. And uh, it's, it's a way to just kind of bond with with friends and, and clients and everyone else. It's uh, if you ever have an opportunity to go to any of these types of events, I always encourage it. Uh, also, that already happened, but you do have another event that's still coming up, right? Yeah, so on December 20th, uh, Emily Prickett and I are hosting our first uh, M&M wrap for charity event. So we're going to be wrapping gifts at Keg Creek Brewery on the 20th between 4 and 7 p.m. People can bring their gifts in and we'll wrap them for you and uh, free will donation and all the proceeds will benefit local Mills County, Iowa charities. Now you are asking for RSVPs. How's that going? We are. Um, you know, actually, we do have some RSVPs, but we you don't have to RSVP. We'll happily accept walk-ins. Uh, and I have a feeling we'll have a lot more RSVPs. RSVPing uh, the couple of days before, but uh, we do have quite a few already. So I'm really excited about it. And we have a ton of volunteers. So it's going to be a really fun night too. We also want to stress that you're not going to be set up to wrap refrigerators or things, <laughs> you know, right. this is- Please don't bring your cars, uh, but reasonable gifts, um, you know, five to 10 gifts or more. If, if you call us ahead of time, we'll definitely make special accommodations and have the volunteers lined up to make it all happen. But um, any sort of heads up that people can give us, even if it's the day before, is going to be greatly appreciated. And we are in need of supplies still. So we need boxes, wrapping paper, tape. I think we're okay on scissors, um, tissue paper, uh, but all those sorts of things. If somebody's looking um, to kind of get rid of last year's wrapping paper that's still in good shape, uh, give me a call because we will gladly take it off your hands. We wanted to talk to you today about part of the process when someone is purchasing a home and um, part the part that is right towards the end, which I have done myself in the past. It's called the final walkthrough. Is that typically done the day before closing? Well, it just depends. So when you write an offer, you maintain the right in that contract typically to 
be able to conduct a final walkthrough prior to closing. So, you know, before you go spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on a, a product, uh, especially your home, you should be able to walk through that and just make sure it's all in the same exact shape that it was when you wrote that offer and that you're getting what you were expecting to get that the appropriate appliances that they said that were going to stay are still there. And so typically that's done like, oh, the week leading up to closing. And sometimes uh, buyers will come in from out of state. And so I'll conduct that final walkthrough on their behalf. But what brought this topic kind of on is that I was thinking of kind of different winter home maintenance tips, very simple things that people tend to forget. And it dawned on me the importance of doing that final walkthrough in the wintertime um, as close to closing as possible. And sometimes that might mean you need to do two final walkthroughs. So maybe you can only get there, you know, three days before closing. But when the temperatures are below freezing and you're going to close on a home at 4 p.m. on a Friday, it's important that somebody walks through that home. If not you and your agent, at least ask your agent to go do that walkthrough because we are hitting that time of year where... You might walk into a home that's been vacant for a week or a couple months. People have moved out and now we have dealt with uh, frozen pipes or the furnace isn't working as it should. So I just stress to my clients when they're closing in the winter, it's super important to do a final walkthrough as close to closing as possible because after you close on the home, you own it and that's going to be your problem to deal with. Even if it's an hour before closing and you discover that there's frozen pipes, that can still be worked out with the seller. So um, I just kind of like to stress that in the winter, especially. And oftentimes I'll do that for my clients. If they can't get there, then I'll go run through it for them before closing. I would think this time of year, there could potentially be a danger of someone selling their house, moving out, and just completely forgetting to do that furnace checkup that ordinarily they would have done, but because so much other things were going on, they didn't think to do it and they were out of the house already. That's just one of the things you're going to want to make sure is, is happening. Exactly. And you know, Iowa, so we might have a 80 degree day and the next day we have a you know 30 degree day. And so our if you don't have an automatic thermostat or or you're not able to control that remotely, it's really important to make sure that somebody's handling that for you. And actually, as a courtesy for most of my um, clients, if they have a vacant home, typically we'll go check on them about once a week too. So that's kind of something we talk about when you list your house with me on the sell side is, uh, you know, we're always happy to kind of help check on your homes throughout the winter once a week, just to make sure everything's in good shape. If you don't have a neighbor or a family member or friend that can do that for you. Well, and even for those who aren't moving out, there's still plenty of winter maintenance tips that they need to be paying attention to, to get through the winter. You just never know exactly what's going to happen before we reach spring again. Yeah. And I actually kind of made a little list here because there's just really simple things. You know, you don't have to make it rocket science, but just things to be paying attention to. Um, I set, personally, I set an alarm in my phone and so that, or in my calendar app, so that once a month I get a notification that I need to change my furnace filter. And some of the higher efficiency furnaces nowadays, you know, you might only have to change it every three months if you have a bigger filter. But um, for mine, I have to change it every month. So just simply setting a calendar reminder to do that is super important. And that really does make all the difference in how your furnace is functioning. And you won't believe how many home inspections I sit through where the furnace filter is just absolutely completely unmaintained and hasn't been changed out for months. So that is a, just a huge, really simple thing to do. And plus it can also lower your energy bill. If that furnace is fighting for air because the filter is plugged, it's going to have to work harder and it just draws more electricity. 
Exactly. And even YouTube it because there's an arrow on your furnace that shows you how your filter should look. And it's actually backwards probably probably from what you would think it should look like. So YouTube it when you do that. And then also just a reminder to have your furnace serviced annually and your air conditioner. Just have your HVAC guy come over, take a look at everything. Carbon monoxide can happen when you get your furnace kicked on. And if you don't have the detectors on now they recommend that you put them on every level of your home. Um, have a furnace person come over and do an annual servicing. It's not um, it's not money down the drain. It's truly making sure that it's it's safe for you to live in your house with the furnace that you have in the condition that it is. All just uh, great tips. Anything else that we should be paying attention to? Well, I want to hit on the carbon monoxide again one more time because I'm I'm very passionate about that, and I think that anybody that's been kind of paying attention to any of my social media you know, through the years can see that. I, I have a little story to tell. I had a family that had uh, bought a house, old home, 1900s home. And, um, oh, about a week after closing, it was winter, their carbon monoxide detectors went off and they had two small children in the house, um, like not even in school yet, little kids and called the, you know, fire department or 911 or whoever they called when that detector went off and they came over and they said, this is the real deal. Had you not had those carbon monoxide detectors, you guys wouldn't have made it through the night. And so for me, that was, for them, I'm sure it was shocking, but for me, it was eye-opening because every time I walk through a house during those final walkthroughs, we were just talking about, I remind people to Make sure your carbon monoxide detectors aren't expired because you are supposed to change them out every five to seven years because they do expire. Make sure you have one on each level of your house. Make sure you check your smoke alarms and make sure that you clean your dryer vent because that is one of the number one leading causes of fires in the United States. So clean your dryer vents, make sure you have your CO2 detectors, make sure your smoke alarms are working because I would hate to do a final walkthrough, close on your house, and then something terrible happens. And all wonderful tips. And it's really a very inexpensive insurance policy to make sure that your family is taken care of. Get those get those alarms set. Carbon monoxide, make sure your uh, smoke alarms have fresh batteries, all of that stuff. Uh, it's important to uh, keep your family safe and also head off any future problems with uh, the furnace or anything else with these tips that you're talking about. Emily, we uh, going a little bit shorter today, but we do thank you very much for your time and uh, the wonderful information. And we encourage everyone to uh, get those RSVPs in and get the uh, get, get your gifts wrapped and all yeah. of the all of the money going to wonderful causes uh, around Mills County. So uh, we encourage everyone to take part and go have a drink while, while your gifts are wrapped. <laughs> working. Yes, you drink, we wrap. <laughs> Absolutely. We thank you for listening to this episode of Emily Sells Iowa. Emily Swinford is a realtor with Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate, offices in Glenwood and Council Bluffs, Iowa. Thank you, Emily, and thank you for listening. Until next time, take care.